Hello, and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm Ellie Krieger, and I'm kicking off this new season by sharing one thing I think is key to a happy, healthy life, getting into a food groove. Listen to what I mean by that. Hello, it is great to be here. Welcome back. I hope you had a wonderful summer. Thrilled to be back on One Real Good Thing. I have such a great season planned, so many wonderful guests, so I think you're really going to enjoy listening this coming fall and beyond. And I wanted to start off the first episode of this new season coming to you by myself with an issue I think is super important in nutrition. And my one real good thing that I'm going to be talking about today is to get into a food groove. So I'm not talking about my cooking playlist when I'm talking about getting into a groove, although I have to say that my cooking playlist is pretty good and always evolving. And maybe we'll talk about that sometime, what to listen to when you're cooking. But today I'm talking about getting into a food groove, meaning getting into a consistent pattern of eating each day. So not being rigid about it, and I'll get into that because I I don't want to imply that we have to create some rigid program here. I'm just talking about getting into a basic rhythm, a consistent rhythm with food. And it's one of the things you can do that can really dramatically improve your well-being for various reasons, which I'll get into. So it's funny because I'm thrilled to come to you on my own here. I wanted to start off each season this way talking to you one-on-one about something that's really important in the food and nutrition world. So, so this is mine for season two. And, you know, as a kid, I had a great summer, so hope you did too. But as a kid, I really did not love summer. I was bored. I was hot. It was too hot in the Northeast for me. I've, I hated the lack of structure and I just loved the whole back to school vibe. I loved sharpening my pencils and getting new notebooks and, organizing my dividers and all of that stuff. And so even now, while I am much more wistful as an adult about summer being gone, and I I kind of love the looser structure of things and the more relaxed vibes that it all brings, I still get that amazing new notebook feeling. It's just a fresh start. So a fresh start with this, a fresh start with the new season, a great opportunity to turn over a new leaf. And so as we're in this mode of turning over a new leaf with this blank page of our new notebook, proverbially, or maybe as you're going to hear right now, maybe it's a real notebook that we bust out. Um, As we're doing this, we really have an opportunity to shape the coming season and beyond. So I'd love to harness that by getting into a food groove. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, Like I said, it's getting into a consistent pattern of eating. And it's funny because it doesn't really even matter what that pattern is. Research shows that various patterns can work for people. So you can kind of pick what pattern works for you. I mean, some typical ones might be uh, three meals a day and one or two snacks. I personally, for me, what works best is three meals a day and two to three snacks a day. Um, smaller snacks because I tend to eat a little bit lighter meals. Um, Maybe six mini meals works for you. Maybe wrangling your eating window into a little shorter time 
that kind of meal pattern works for you. Whatever it is, the most important thing about it, it seems, is not which one you pick, but A is if it works for you in a way that you can be consistent with it. Because the research is really interesting. It shows that people who have a consistent eating pattern do better metabolically. Our bodies kind of like to know what to expect, it seems. Um, do better metabolically. And what I mean by that is that their lipids, so their cholesterol and, and blood lipids tend to be in a healthier zone. Blood sugars tend to be in a healthier zone. And maybe it's just because, maybe it's just selecting for people who are actually doing the planning. And so people who do the planning are healthier for various reasons, but whatever it is, it's a really great place to start in terms of setting yourself up for success for a healthy, happy eating life. <laughs> and eating is life. So, <laughs> well, a big, wonderful, important part of it, part, important part of it anyway. Um, okay. So how do you get into this? How do you do this? Um, one of the ways that I suggest is literally breaking out a new notebook. And maybe that notebook is actually on your phone. Maybe it's a new note on your phone. But essentially, I've heard this term before, and it kind of makes me chuckle because it's sort of innovative. It's You can start a reverse journal, right? So journaling is writing down what you eat as you eat it. But a reverse journal is actually writing down what you eat before you eat it, writing down what you're going to eat, right? What you're planning to eat. So actually, it's a funny way of saying planning. <laughs> so call it what you will. The idea is that you're going to write down the times that you're planning to eat. And, and maybe we're just focusing on weekdays right now, right? So you're going to focus on the timing that you think is going to work best for you. And maybe, and, and that at a minimum, and then maybe what you plan to eat at those times. And then what's really important is let's say you do that today, or you do that on Monday morning. <laughs> um, and then you start to live it, right? So as you're living it, the important thing is to listen to your body. And as you go along, listen to your body and tweak your plan and adapt it accordingly to what's really going to work for you. So let's say you write down, let's say you're, you're mentally thinking and you write down in your plan that you're just going to have three meals a day, but you find yourself at 4 p.m. just ravenously hungry and unable to concentrate and you really need that snack, listen to that. Put that in your plan and adapt your plan to what your body's telling you. That type of responsiveness to your body's signals is really important to well-being overall. So make you start your reverse journal over the next coming weeks, start to listen to your body and tweak that journal so that you wind up with a groove, a, a weekday groove. And you can, of course, include the weekends if you want. But get into that groove that feels good, that's right for you, that's personalized for you. The one thing I would suggest, though, is to include breakfast. And some of you may be hemming and hawing. I know I, I've heard this a lot, and especially when I was in private practice, oh, I'm never hungry for breakfast. But what's interesting is that when you start to get into a pattern of eating breakfast. And when I say breakfast, it doesn't have to be like the very first thing you wake up. I personally get kind of a slow start in the morning and I have my coffee first. I read my newspaper. I take my time. And then maybe after an hour or so, or maybe even two hours, I'll eat something small. So it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be immediate, but generally it's pretty incredible 
study after study on children, on fighter pilots, on from children to adults shows that people who eat breakfast do better on cognitive and memory tests than those who skip it. So really, our brains operate better when they're fueled as opposed to being in a fasting state. So if you want to be on your game, which I know everybody wants to be, I would hope, breakfast is going to help get you there. So I would say, yes, factor in breakfast into your timing if that feels even remote even sparks the idea that it might be right for you. It is a good idea um, as far as the research goes, as far as I'm concerned. Um, If you're never hungry for breakfast, one of the things I suggest is that you really take a close look at your snacking habits at night because many people continue eating well after dinner and start snacking and eat quite a lot of calories late at night. And of course, then your body will frequently not be hungry for breakfast at that point. But if you find that you stop all that heavy snacking at night, and maybe if you're hungry for a snack, you have something lighter, you kind of leave yourself more in an opportunistic place to be a little hungry for breakfast. Plus it's the habit. So if you get into the habit of eating breakfast, then you will be hungry for breakfast. So it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing. So going back to this, so you've done your little planning journal, you're listening to your body and tweaking accordingly. And then even let's say you get into this great plan that totally works for you. You feel energized throughout the day. Even then within that, don't be rigid about it. Have flexibility within that plan, within that strategy, within that consistent pattern. The flexibility is so important. And I think we tend to sink into this rigidity and we wind up missing out on a lot of life's wonderful opportunities. So maybe your friend is going to invite you to lunch at two o'clock, but you normally eat lunch at one o'clock. Have the flexibility to maybe have a yogurt at two o'clock at one o'clock and then have lunch with them. Have the flexibility to have the scones that your coworker brought in into work. So having that kind of flexibility is really important to overall well-being. And also, it's really important to being able to maintain this pattern consistency. So, um, so I encourage you to not get rigid and all ruly about it. And if you want to learn more about this, about this whole notion of flexibility, I love the concept of gentle nutrition. And that's really what this is. It's having rules and parameters and goals and a plan, having a plan, but not being rigid or super hyper ruly about it um, to the point that it actually interferes with your well-being because that's possible. And that's often why I almost resist encouraging people to make, you know, to write down rules and stuff. It's critically important that when you're writing down these when you're writing down your plan, that you have this flexibility, this mental flexibility kind of built in. So if you want to learn more about gentle nutrition in general and listening to your body, um, I encourage you to listen to episode two, which was with Christy Harrison. And we talk a lot about gentle nutrition. So with that said, then the cool thing about this is that once you're in a groove and you have, you know what you're going to eat at basic times of the day, it's much easier for you to then 
let's say you're going to map this out throughout the week, it's easier to just plan your shopping list. It's easier to make sure that you have what you need when you need it. And it winds up taking this whole layer of stress out of this time. So as we're getting into the fall, we're getting into a busier time, lots of work events, lots of school events, just things just getting into high gear. So knowing that you have your basic plan set up and that you've shopped for the foods that you need to execute your plan can just be a big exhale that you don't have to worry about it at the last minute. Because most people actually think about dinner that night at about 4 p.m. that day. So you're getting yourself out of that sort of insanity that can really add stress to your day and ultimately lead to you making choices that aren't that great and aren't that delicious and are maybe even more expensive. So shop to your plan, right? So if you don't have to spell out exactly what you're going to eat each day, but you can kind of have these broader notions. Like for me, I know I'll have an avocado toast for breakfast. So I need the ingredients for that. I might have oatmeal. Um, I might have half a bagel with some salmon. So I'll make sure I shop for those things. I'll make sure I shop for some salad and protein for lunch. I'll make sure I shop for dinners as well and snacks. But for dinners, I love this rule because I feel very overwhelmed thinking, oh my gosh, I have to figure out what five dinners I want to make this week. It's just, it kind of like makes my head explode. Who knows what I'm going to want? But, um, and it just feels like a lot to plan. But I kind of have personally a rule of three. So each week I just shop for three dinners. I make sure I pick three dinners out, three recipes, three basic dinners that I know I want. And I shop for those three. And then I find the week fills up because I usually have leftovers. I kind of count on leftovers here. I encourage you to make actually double of things so that you have leftovers. Um, that's what I do. I just, I'm a huge fan of the kind of cook once, eat twice thing. Anyway, three meals, it just seems much more doable. And then I have leftovers. I eat out a couple nights a week. And I also know that I always have items in my pantry and a couple recipes up my sleeve that I can kind of whip up something easy with just something for my pantry and my freezer at will. So I encourage you to have that in your freezer and pantry starting the season off and then shop for your plan and follow the rule of three. And I think you're going to be on a really great track for fall. And I, I would call that getting into a food groove. So I hope you get there. I hope this conversation helps. And I look forward to a wonderful fall and winter ahead. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. I hope you feel ready to find your food groove. And I hope you'll join me next time for another One Real Good Thing.